awesome. Today, the pleasure of meeting with Dr. Brew, Jamie Brew out of St. Louis. Welcome to the show, Dr. Brew. How are you? Thank you. I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. So currently you are a physical therapist. Uh, you just graduated uh, last spring, correct? Correct. Yes. Okay. And so in your first year of being a physical therapist right now, you're, you're currently working two different jobs. Um, your first job, your full-time private practice office is a outpatient orthopedic office, correct? Correct. All right. So let's talk a little bit about what an outpatient orthopedic uh, physical therapist does. Yeah. So we see a very large range um, of ages of people and of diagnoses. So I would say my youngest patient I've seen is five years old and my oldest is in their 90s. Um, so I really get the whole kind of span of the lifetime and what that kind of means. And so we basically see people either post-operatively. So after they've had surgery, whether it be a rotator cuff repair or a total knee replacement. Um, and then we also see patients who just come in either with like chronic pain. So they've been dealing with, you know, pain for a while and their doctors are trying a few different methods to try to see how we can get their pain down. Uh, one of which being physical therapy. Um, and then, yeah, our other kind of, kind of here and there patients that come in are just ones that, you know, are struggling with doing some of their daily activities at home. Those are usually our older folks and they just need some help in gaining the strength or gaining the balance to be able to kind of get back to their daily life without needing really any assistance. So we really see the whole, whole gamut of things. Okay. And so private practice and outpatient, you said out, outside of the hospital post-surgery, um, what would be the difference between the private practice versus like a, uh, a part of a hospital? Yeah, so difference is really just kind of like with when you're within a hospital system, usually, you know, your doctor sends you from that hospital system straight to their own outpatient um, kind of area. And so there's that, just that more direct line and an outpatient with a hospital usually get a little bit more like one on one time. Um, and in private practice, we do a little bit more higher volume. So we're working with a lot more patients at a time and um, typically trying to make them, you know, as independent as they can be with all their things. And then us being there as a good basis of kind of guiding their rehab for them. Um, so we see rather than doctors, you know, from one hospital setting, we see doctors from a lot of different areas. Um, and then we kind of have the added effect of adding in marketing uh, with our practice to make sure that, you know, we have good relationships with the doctors so that if they're sending patients to us, that we're giving them good results and making sure their patients are happy when they come back to see them. Okay, cool. And so then your other part of your, your job that you do as needed, you work as a PRN at an acute care hospital. Yes. What, what do you do for that? Yeah, so that's a totally different realm of physical therapy. Um, that's all patients that are in the hospital for whatever they might be in for. Um, our biggest thing is trying to figure out, are these patients safe to go home after they leave the hospital? Or do they need to be recommended to go to either a skilled nursing facility or like an inpatient rehab hospital? Um, and so when I go, since I only go PRN, which is as needed, I go, you know, one or two weekend days a month. I'm typically just seeing, you know, new patient evaluation. So a patient who hasn't been seen by a physical therapist before um, and trying to determine what their activity level is and how independent they are. And then making that recommendation for where they need to go after their acute care stay. Um, patient, or therapists that work there full time get a little bit more of like the treatment aspect of it. So they'll see some of these patients, you know, multiple days while they're in the hospital um, at a time to try to improve just their independence with everything and get them back on their feet, whether they're in the hospital for you know, a surgery or if they're in there for a stroke or if they're in there for COVID or anything like that. Right. Cool. 
Um, so let's let's walk through, <clears throat> excuse me, a day in the life of or a week in the life of a, a physical therapist for on your side of uh, physical therapy. Yeah. So um, with my outpatient job, we work uh, long days, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We're working like seven to six to kind of accommodate those patients that want to come in either before they start work or after work. Um, and then Tuesdays and Thursdays, we each work, you know, a half day to help accommodate those hours, but make sure that we're not working, you know, some crazy amount of hours per week. Um, and so on a typical day, we see uh, within our clinic anywhere from like 80 to 90 patients okay. um, total. And I work with other physical therapists and then I also work with physical therapy assistants. And so um, basically the difference between that job is that physical therapists are the ones that see a new patient. We do the initial evaluation and determine kind of the plan of care for that patient. Mm -hmm. And then physical therapy assistants are there to help us uh, kind of go on with those plans of care. So help the patient, you know, get to the end of their care in that sense. So we kind of work both with, you know, yeah, PTs and PTAs. Right. And we see, you know, a few new patients every day, but then a lot of it is just seeing patients coming back for their, you know, two to three visits a week and getting them back on their feet. And our goal is always, you know, get these patients to 100% back to where they need to be so that they don't have to step back in our doors, you know, again for another problem. So. Absolutely. So uh, people joke about benefits of a, a PE teacher or a health teacher, you know, you get to play games all day long and have fun playing with kids and stuff. What are some of the benefits that you feel like uh, being a physical therapist has for you personally? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a very outgoing and extroverted person. And so being in an outpatient clinic that is, you know, has the volume that we do, I get to express, you know, all of my extrovertedness and being able to talk with patients all day long, which is awesome. I'm not the kind of person that envisions myself sitting at a desk um, you know, kind of by myself the majority of the workday. So I get the opportunity to talk with a multitude of patients, uh, learn a lot about, you know, how they came to us and why they're there, what their goals are. Um, and the other thing is I get to be on my feet like all day long. I come home from work like over 10,000 steps every day, which is a huge benefit for me because I, you know, I'm not sitting at a desk and then having to come home from work and figuring out how am I going to get my steps in or get my workout in. So that's a huge benefit. Um, and then just in the facility that I'm in specifically, it's we work as a team really well. And so getting that kind of teamwork aspect in a job that otherwise may be very, you know, like just you and a patient um, is really beneficial to me. Cool. That's really good. Um, so you're originally from Grays Lake, Illinois. How did you tr make the transition and looking from, you know, being in Illinois, middle of Illinois to uh, looking at SLU for your education? Yeah, so when I was looking at physical therapy schools, um, there is the option of either going to a school for an undergraduate degree, whether that be exercise science or kinesiology, um, and then applying into physical therapy school um, for another three years after that, or there's the direct admit option, which is the way that I went, which is you apply in high school and you go six years straight, or maybe six and a half, depending on the program, um, right. all the way through to get your doctorate. And so my biggest thing was SLU was the one school that I applied to that was a direct admit program. And once I decided physical therapy is definitely for me, it was just the best decision that I can make to go down to St. Louis um, and yeah, pursue that direct admit program. Cool. So in that direct admit program, you graduated in 2018 with your bachelor's of exercise science. Um, and then in two years later with that six year straight program, and 20 with your physical therapy. Um, what does that program look like in terms of classes that you take or, you know, length of hours and stuff like that? 
Yeah, so basically the way that the six-year program is, is we call it kind of a three-and-three three program. So in the first three years, you're doing all of your undergraduate classes, all of the kind of general education classes. Um, St. Louis University is a private Jesuit school, so we're required to do theology classes and philosophy classes um, in addition to all the prerequisites for that, like, professional phase for physical therapy, which includes, you know, biology and chemistry, right. physiology, exercise physiology, um, in those types of classes. And so the first, you know, three years are mainly just any of those general education. Being a physical therapy major, we are required to have a minor as well. So I chose a minor in psychology, which some of the classes were already integrated into our curriculum. Okay. Um, but I would say I was kind of able to do my schedule anywhere between like 12 to 17 credit hours per semester in those first okay. three years. Um, and then I also got the opportunity actually with SLU to study abroad. Um, they basically build out a semester in the junior year. Um, so like your last year of the undergrad, essentially, for physical therapy um, so that it's either you take all electives or you get the opportunity to go abroad. Um, so that was also a huge selling point for me. Um, but then, yeah, the, those last three years is that professional phase. So all the physical therapy specific classes, um, you know, learning how to test muscles in different ways and how to teach patients, you know, how to walk with different assistive devices and going from there. And those are more like the 16 to 18 credit hours per semester um, moving forward with a summer of classes included in that and then a summer of clinicals included as well. Okay. Um, so then with, with that program, what were some, I mean, being able to study abroad and being able to have the direct admit, were there any other advantages within St. Louis or within SLU that helped uh, develop your career for physical therapy? Yeah, one of the things that uh, not all schools offer, but is pretty prevalent with physical therapy schools is a gross anatomy course. So being able to dissect human cadavers, basically to help better learn like origins of muscles and how the body works. Um, and so that that's a huge plus, And that's one of the summers um, that we do, which in those summers that we had to take, you know, courses in St. Louis, we got to explore St. Louis a lot too, which was really awesome. It's, you know, St. Louis University is smack dab in the middle of the city. Um, but there's a lot of cool kind of pockets of St. Louis that I don't think I otherwise really would have known about had I not come here. Um, yeah, that's a huge benefit. And then it just being a smaller school for me was a benefit. I felt like I could get more involved in more um, better, you know, relationships with my professors uh, kind of throughout, not as much undergrad, but more so in the graduate phase. Um, being a smaller school, you kind of get that opportunity a little bit better. Yeah. Um, so at the end of your three years, you had clinical rotations to do. Um, you said you did three of those, one in Cincinnati, one in St. Louis, and one in Denver. Let's talk about those uh, different clinicals and what you what experiences you gained from those. Yeah, so with clinicals, they want you to have a good kind of expanse of seeing different aspects of physical therapy because there are a lot of options for you, you know, graduating with a physical therapy degree of what kinds of jobs you can do. So in Cincinnati, I worked in a hospital-based outpatient clinic, uh, which I kind of touched on a little bit earlier, but um, those I mainly went there because I have family there and wanted to be able to spend some time with them over the course of my clinicals. Um, but it was also a really good kind of hospital system to get involved in. I got to learn a lot of, more about, you know, their specific patient population, um, which is a little bit, you know, just different everywhere that you go. And then in St. Louis, I did an acute care rotation with Barnes Jewish Hospital, which is a very big hospital in St. Louis. Um, and that's kind of where I learned those skills that I'm now using at my PRN job. Um, and then 
in Denver, I went with the Children's Hospital of Colorado. I did a sports medicine rotation. And so basically the point of all of these is just to gain experience with different patient diagnoses and also just gain some independence as a therapist. Um, the first two rotations, our goal was, you know, be able to manage about 50% of a typical caseload so that, you know, we could do that, but still learn from our instructors. And then the last rotation that I did was more focused on, okay, can you manage 100% of a caseload? Are you prepared for graduating and being a physical therapist on your own? Um, with my last rotation being in the spring of 2020, it did get cut a little bit short because of the pandemic. Um, but I still feel like it helped me, you know, prepare myself for what we didn't know was to come, you know, in 2020 and getting a job. So uh, yeah, the biggest thing is just kind of getting that expansive experience, learning different patient diagnoses, and then learning how to be confident and independent as a therapist. Okay, that's pretty cool. What were some of the like key takeaways that you kind of learned as going through those clinicals? Um, yeah, biggest thing is confidence can really go a long way. Um, we learn a lot in school and it's hard to sometimes like put it together. So those clinical you know, experiences are really the best way to, here's the knowledge that I learned in these six years of school that I did. How can I actually put it into practice? What does that mean when this diagnosis I learned about is actually affecting this patient? Um, so just really uh, key takeaways is just pull, putting it all you know, together and learning that I do know a lot more than I think that I know when I'm working with patients. Um, and also recognizing how, you know, when I don't know something that I'm working with and how to, you know, how to go around that if I don't know the answer to a patient's question or if I don't know the next step in their care that, you know, there's the ability to talk with my clinical instructor so that I can better learn how to do that, you know, independently once I become my own physical therapist. Right. Um, so let's talk a little bit about how you got into wanting to be a physical therapist. You said you applied to the direct program when you were in high school, so you kind of must have known at some point in high school that that's what you wanted to do. What what led to that uh, career development? Yeah, so um, growing up, I, it's always kind of funny, but my mom always asked me to like, you know, massage her feet or massage her shoulders and stuff. And she always told me that I had my Nana's hands and my Nana was a physical therapist herself. Um, and so that's kind of a cool, you know, link for me that way. But I really did, I wanted to be a teacher growing up. And as you know, the decisions came up, I was like, there's nothing that I'm passionate about teaching specifically. Right. And when I learned more about physical therapy, you know, a lot of my job is teaching patients about their body, the way that their body moves. Um, and that specifically, I'm a lot more passionate about. So it was kind of a good way to link in, you know, my ability to work with my hands and then also teaching, you know, people everything that they probably didn't otherwise know about their body and how to make themselves feel better. Um, and so I actually went to physical therapy when I was a senior in high school. I had a knee injury uh, during a cross country race, went to physical therapy, I personally had a very bad experience in physical therapy. I didn't like it. I was an athlete. I, you know, I, I wanted to get back on the course as fast as I could. And I felt like I was being so limited, uh, which now I know like, wow, obviously that they were doing the right thing, but I felt like I had a bad experience with my physical therapist personally. And I remember going home and telling my dad, like, I don't think I can do physical therapy anymore. And, you know, he was like, don't make that therapist, you know, make you change your mind, just be a better therapist than that one was for you. Um, and so that really motivated me to continue through physical yeah. therapy. And I always told people in school too, I just, it wasn't just one choice. You know, I continued to choose physical therapy. The more that I learn about it, the more that I have experience with it, I just continue to choose that as a, you know, profession and hopefully lifelong career for me. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's pretty fun to, to hear that kind of story and background. 
Um, so as you're one year into being a physical therapist, what's something that you're most proud of as a, either in school or in your profession? Yeah, I would say, I mean, just looking back, I've been with my company now for nine months. I've been, you know, practicing for nine months and I, uh, biggest thing I am proud of is just, you know, being a competent physical therapist and forming these relationships with patients. I get a lot of really good feedback from my patients that, you know, they say they can tell that I care. Um, and like I had mentioned before, marketing is a big aspect of our job uh, with, you know, the doctors and making sure that we're giving their patients good care. And we actually um, received, you know, some referrals from one of the doctors that said, hey, I want this patient specifically to see Jamie. Um, which was really cool for me because, you know, I'm a new grad at my company and I don't, I haven't seen a whole lot, you know, in the long run, I haven't seen a whole lot of patients, but for this doctor to see, you know, my patients coming back and having good results and him being happy with, you know, the way that I'm treating patients, it, it was really awesome just that he's now wanting patients to come, you know, back and see me. And um, yeah, so something just to build off of that is now it's like, okay, well, I want more doctors to know my name. I want more doctors to think that I'm doing a good job and that they put those patients in good hands. Absolutely. That's, that's pretty cool to be able to have that as a, you know, just being in nine months so far. Yeah. Um, so professional development, I know there's a lot of professional development as a physical therapist that you have to do. What is some of the stuff that, you know, personally that you like to learn about or as personal development through the professional development that you do as a physical therapist? Yeah. So one of the things I'm most interested in, in terms of just like patient care is I'm really interested in like the athletic population and specifically like adolescents. So, you know, my high school athletes that come in, either they tore their ACL or they just, you know, have bumps and bruises on the field. Um, that's something I'm really interested in, but we don't specify a lot while we're in school. And so one of the kind of development things I want to do is just more continuing education courses on that return to sport. You know, how do we know that a patient's ready to go back to sport uh, so I've kind of been working with one of my patients specifically who's been getting some like functional testing done at another clinic and then kind of bringing some of that information back to my company and saying, you know, here's how we can better prepare our patients for that. Um, so anything that I can do, honestly, to take courses to make sure that patients are ready to go back to whatever they want to go back to um, is important for me. And then one of the other things that I think is interesting and you know, it changes statewide what you can do within physical therapy. And in some states, you can say, hey, my shoulder hurts. I can walk into a physical therapist office and say, I'd like you to treat my shoulder. Um, that would mean that the, that state has direct access. And as in Missouri, we do not have direct access, which means a patient has to go in to their doctor first and then get a referral for physical therapy for us to be able to see them. And I think in some cases, that's super important. Um, but I think in other cases, you know, if we have a patient who left two months ago and they left maybe a little prematurely and they're coming back for the exact same problem, it would be almost better access for them that they shouldn't have to, you know, then go back to see their doctor again and just make it more accessible to more patients. So that's something I'm really interested in working with is gaining direct access in the state of Missouri. Um, I did a little bit of work with that when I was in school, but we've been unsuccessful in the past and hopefully it's, uh, hopefully it's on the horizon in the next couple of years in Missouri. Yeah, that'll be pretty cool. Um, is there anything that you regret not doing in school? Yeah, I would say so when I was in school, you know, I, I worked a lot. Obviously, being in college, you have a lot of expenses to pay for and a lot of future expenses that you'll be paying for. Um, and so I did a lot of kind of little odd jobs. But I always told myself that I didn't need to get a PT specific job because I was going to be a PT for the rest of my life. Um, but part of me kind of wishes that I did work as like a tech or an aide at a PT clinic, um, just to get a little bit more of that experience. And it would be more kind of that 
you know, as clinical rotations brought everything together, if I was working as an aide, you know, the same day that I learned about something and I saw that in the clinic, it would probably have just helped, you know, benefit me further and in moving into that transition of becoming a therapist. So I would say, yeah, maybe just looking into more PT specific jobs while I was in school. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so looking at that, is there something, anything that you wish you would have knew in high school or early on in college that could help you with your career now? I think one of the things that I did know was that, you know, this option of this direct admit program, I would say is really, I think a lot of people do wish that they had known about that um, because PT school is very competitive. So trying to get into, you know, trying to work for four years in undergrad, the best you can get the best GPA you can take the GRE and apply to grad school, you know, it may not happen in your first year or your second year of applying to PT school. And so having the option of the direct program where as a senior in high school, I knew I was going to go all the way through as long as, you know, I maintained my GPA and everything. Um, that was really important. And then I think the other thing is just if I could have more exposure to all of the avenues that physical therapy could lead me, you know, prior to joining PT school, I think I went in with one idea of this is what I want to do. Um, not knowing there are, you know, 12 to you know 100 different options that you can do with a physical therapy degree um so having a little bit more exposure to it maybe in high school would have been a little bit uh, more beneficial for me okay cool what what do you have to score on the gre to be able to get in <laughs> i honestly i don't know because i did not have to take the gre yeah. it would be really good you know informational to look up but i luckily don't have to know the answer to that question that's good yeah i just thought yeah thought, thought it would be interesting i'll definitely be uh, sharing that in the show notes. Um, what's a book that you think you would recommend for a high school or college student that's interested in getting their foot in the door for physical therapy? Yeah, I think that one of the things is just um, reading about things that make humans feel like they're humans and understanding, you know, what it means to actually have an impact on an individual's life. Um, there's a book called Being Mortal. I, act, I may have to look up the author really quick. Um, it's by Atul Gawande. And so I think that that book, it really outlines just, you know, what does it mean having patients that, you know, or the older population that may be nearing the end of their life, their goals may not be to, you know, go on a walk every day or to be able to play outside. Their goals may simply to be, you know, roll over in their bed so that they can sip on their water next to their bed. Um, and so I think just the idea of us recognizing, yeah, people are mortal and everybody has different goals. Um, it's kind of a, a cool thing to look at before getting into the profession, because I think a lot of the exposure that kids have is, you know, that like athletic population or their friends going to PT for any injury. But not everybody is, you know, experiencing that like high level um, or that almost like lower complexity. So that's an interesting one for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then a product that you use on a daily basis that helps you with your job duties. Um this is not, I am not sponsored, but TheraBand is like <laughs> the best thing that we use. It's just a resistance band. Uh, we can use it for, you know, hand patients, shoulder patients, knee patients, hip patients, back patients. We can use it for anything. It's something we use on a daily basis in our clinic. We probably go through it like crazy. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the thing that if I, you know, if Drew, you called me one day and we're like, hey, I've got this problem going on. Like, what should I do? Probably the best things that I can do without looking at, you know, your shoulder or something specifically, you know, being hours apart is I would say, you know, let's get your resistance band. Let's try some of these exercises. So that's one of the yeah, best things that we can use in our clinic right now. Cool. Yeah. So looking at that, like you said, you know, as a pretend client or patient, 
um, let's look at the patient experience coming into the office. Let's say they have a um, coming back from ACL recovery. Uh, they walk in the door, they're, you know, post-op for however long they need to be before they can start PT. Let's look at um, what what that looks like as far as a patient walking through the door. Yeah, so, well, they're probably crutching through the door in that case, um, but they, you know, they're coming in, they, the first thing is always obviously all the paperwork and everything, they're meeting our front desk, um, but then I go out, I take a patient back, we have private patient rooms within our clinic, um, because the clinic can be a little bit, you know, overwhelming for a new patient. But um, first thing I do is I, I sit them down just in a chair even. I don't get them up on our treatment tables or anything right away. And I just ask them, you know, what got you here? What, you know, what happened? Why did you injure yourself? How have you been feeling since your surgery? Um, and then what are your goals for physical therapy? And then a big part of it is just education. So outlining, you know, what is their care going to look like? For an ACL patient who maybe plays soccer, you know, they may not be going back to the soccer field for, you know, nine months. So telling them, you know, what's that, what that's going to look like, what kinds of things we need to do in this first phase. So maybe these first four weeks we need to work on weaning out of your crutches and making sure your knee bends because afterwards your knee doesn't bend very well after surgery. And, you know, kids think my knee's going to bend fine. And then they try to bend it and it gets to like 90 degrees and they have no idea, you know, so that it's just educating patients a lot about, you know, what this is going to look like. And then we just take a look at making sure that everything's healing well. Um, you know, afterwards, the doctor will usually be the one to always take out the sutures and things like that. But we want to make sure that there's no complications or, you know, any excess bleeding or anything like that. Um, and then, yeah, taking a look at what their range of motion looks like. So, you know, how is their knee bending? How is it straightening? Um, is it painful when we're going from one to the other? And then looking a little bit at their strength. So we'll kind of take a look at their their opposite leg first and see, okay, what's your baseline? What do we need to get you back to? Okay. Um, when they're that early post-op, we don't do any like resisted testing or anything um, because that would we already know it's going to hurt them and we already know that they're going to be weak. Um, yeah, so then we just typically give a few exercises to start with. We want to get their, you know, their quads working well again. So we'll do a little bit of like a Russian stimulation that we have that helps the muscles kind of come back. Uh, we do those, you know, some heel sides, get that knee bending a little bit better. Teach them basically exercises that they can do on their own at home so that they're still, you know, improving their symptoms between physical therapy sessions. And yeah. yeah, I think the biggest thing in that first visit is just education. I give them a little handout of their exercises that we tried that day and that I want them doing at home and then uh, kind of send them on their way at that point. And then once they come back for their second visit, is that a week, two weeks later? So usually with a, you know, earlier post-op patient, we want them to come in a little bit more often. So they usually come for two to three visits per week. Um, that way, you know, they're getting the early movement. Uh, a lot of the problem, you know, there's a lot of swelling within the joint after a surgery. So we want to make sure we can kind of decrease the swelling um, and getting them more used to just movement of the joint in itself. So, yeah, it's usually, you know, if, if I evaluate them on a Monday, they'll probably be back in the clinic by Wednesday. Um, and then let's talk about something. If, if you dislike blank, like a, a athletic trainer, if an athletic trainer dislikes feet, then being an athletic trainer is probably not for them. What is something for that for being a physical therapist? I would just say, like, honestly, human interaction. If you can get past that in human interaction, you'll probably be good to go. I uh, personally have a fear of feet. Um, but things have gotten a lot better since I've been a physical therapist. So um, I don't think you should totally put anything off the table if you don't like feet, because 
you know, you, you'll work with them enough. You get that exposure to them that it'll be fine. Um, but yeah, I would say you don't really have to do a whole lot with like wounds and stuff other than if you want to do like an acute care kind of thing. Um, so that's not really a big thing, but I would say, yeah, if you don't like just like general human interaction, probably not a good place for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then the last question I have is if you had a mantra or quote that you live by, what, what would you like to share with that? Yeah, I would say, you know, my mantra is kind of just like to be a lifelong learner. I think that, you know, we go to six years of school and we're like, whoo, school's done. Let me be a PT. But there's still a lot that you're going to come out, you know, from PT school not knowing. And it's important that you kind of put in the effort, put in the research to um, learn about the new tactics that are used in physical therapy or learn about why an ACL shouldn't go back to sport, you know, before nine months or things like that. Um, and then constantly putting that to use just so that you can be, you know, the best therapist for your patients. And I think that the more that you invest in yourself and the more that you invest in your own time and education, the better that you can be for your patients. And I think it definitely shows. Absolutely. That's awesome. Well, thanks again for spending your time with us today on your morning off. And we really appreciate hearing your experience of graduating through the pandemic and getting a job in your first year. Um, thanks again for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me, Drew. I appreciate it.